Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. They say that those golden days when your children are little and sweet are gone in a flash. And I, for one, can vouch for that being the case. And while you can't slow time down, you can hold on to those memories. Most of us parents have our mobile phones stuffed with photos, those perfect moments captured digitally. But because we so rarely print them out, we don't enjoy them to the full. Which is why I'm delighted that this episode is sponsored by Bob Books, great quality photo books which are easy to create and will make all those wonderful photos much more accessible. Having spent years putting off the job of going through all these photos myself, I've created a series of them, documenting the Fogel family adventures year by year. And I've got to say, I've loved the process. The trouble is that we forget things and going through my photos each evening has enabled me to relive those memories. And when the books finally arrived, we all loved going through them together, laughing and marveling at those fun times. So go for it. Delve into those thousands of photos you have stored on your phone and turn them into something you'll treasure forever. As an even bigger incentive, Bob Books are offering our listeners 20% off their books. Just visit bobbooks.co.uk and use the code parenthood 20 all capital letters and all one word at checkout valid until the end of august enjoy hello and welcome to the parenthood as the teacher of antenatal classes i've thought long and hard about what the most important advice for new mothers is and i always come to the same conclusion because our babies are entirely dependent on their mothers it's crucial that we, those mothers, are well and happy, and that is never going to happen unless we focus on ourselves. So with me today, I have someone who sees firsthand quite how important this is. Cleo Wood is a mother of one and the founder of And Breathe, a company offering retreats for postnatal parents and their children. Cleo, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So self-care... I go on and on about this on the podcast. I, you know, I, I see these women that are just so focused on being the very best mother, but have sure. all the wrong priorities. And I think, you know, it's a very much a buzzword. You see it all over social media. It's a, th- it's a good thing, isn't it? And it's an important thing, self-care. I think it's really important. And it, I think it's hard to underestimate. It's, it's easy to underestimate exactly how important it is. Um, I think you and I are very much on the same page about actually if you have happy parents the baby will be happier as well it's a it's an old saying um, but it's so true and I think we forget that in our fairly competitive society you know everyone's on social media now telling everyone how wonderful their lives are but actually 
on the on the real side in real life actually you know things might not be going very well and all the focus in the postnatal period from the midwives to the doctors to the health visitors is all on the baby all of the classes that you will go to are baby classes there's nothing really out there for parents um, and especially if you're the parent that's at home that's usually the mum at the moment hopefully it will change but um <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's actually really hard to find that time for yourself because there isn't a context where that's normal. Um, the focus and the attention is on the baby and keeping that baby alive, quite rightly. However, um, you want to keep yourself alive as well because that's that's the thing that's the thing that's going to make you a, a better parent. And for people who aren't familiar with the term self care, just mm. to sort of outline exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. this is not sitting and having a massage twenty four hours a day and making sure <laughs> that your nails are kind of immaculately lacquered and you're buying new clothes every day. This is just the idea that you're looking after yourself as any human being needs to be looked after, isn't it? Sure. I mean, it would be lovely to get constant massages, obviously. Um, However, you know, it can be anything. Um, It can be so small. It can be just taking a minute after you brush your teeth to recite some affirmations to yourself. It could be taking five minutes to breathe on your own. It could be picking up the phone to your mom or a good friend for 10 minutes with a cup of tea and just talking about yourself rather than about your baby. Um, or, you know, the latest episode of whatever box set you're into. Um, it, or your favourite podcast. Or your favourite podcast, of course, naturally. <laughs> um, and I think those little things are the things that we forget, you know, there's that saying you know you should sleep when the baby sleeps actually I reckon about 95% of us don't sleep when the baby sleeps we pick up the washing we put the dishwasher on we tidy up before the cleaner comes or you know we spend our time cleaning the house rather than actually looking after ourselves you know a first step could be just have a little nap when the baby naps if you're tired take that time but we feel so much pressure to, to not take that time to be providing for other people so because the house is just going to get messy again in yeah. the afternoon you might as well just tidy in the evening you might as well just tidy like once every other day rather than every day or just not yeah <laughs> I mean embrace it it's fine embrace the mess <laughs> just do it after the six months you know after you've got to kind of six nine months or maybe after a year I think once you've got over that really new parent feeling <laughs> parenting is all about organized chaos and it doesn't yeah. look organized from the outside but you sort of find stuff eventually exactly and if you haven't found it you probably don't need it. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think it's really important. I mean, you and I, as we said, very much on the same page about why this is so important. Mm. But one thing I think that people don't realise is how tough being a new parent is. And mm. it's something that we go on and on about at the bump class. But still people don't quite get it. And I think very often, if you're a parent that returns to work quite quickly, mm-hmm. you sort of look at it as, oh, she's on maternity leave. It's kind of like holiday. And and pe- even par- our parents, I remember my mother being like, oh, so what are you going to do to your days I'm like uh looking after a newborn baby (laughs) you just have no idea how full on it is do you yeah and then as a result how often the self-care that normal adults will give to themselves naturally and allow themselves to have and realize how important it is doesn't happen because you're so focused on on this baby I think it's a really interesting point because you know you talk about it in your classes all the time and it's really hard to convey exactly what those feelings are and how difficult it is and how full your day is 
before you've actually experienced it. I remember when I was pregnant, you know, everyone's like, oh, sleep now, because you'll never get a chance to after the baby comes. And I was like, mm-hmm, but we'll be different. Um, <laughs> and I just didn't appreciate exactly how hard I was going to find it. And I think there's a certain school of thought that says, if we did believe it, we perhaps we wouldn't do it. So I, I can understand what the brain is doing there. However, when it does hit you, when you do kind of come out the birth the other side and, and you know, you're in that postnatal period and in that kind of, you know, under a year um, period, it's really, really, really hard. And different people react to it in different ways. And I think it's not just the practical side of things, like the, the list of, of tasks that you have to do to get through the day. The difficult thing, I think, is understanding the emotional and the mental impact of it. And that's what's really key. If you're glum uh, or frowning or angry or depressed or anxious or exhausted or exhausted, then your baby will reflect that if you're smiling then they are more likely to to kind of smile back at you as well. It's about that kind of you know reflection of yourself in your family and and vice versa well a baby um, who's never smiled at will never smile yeah. they learn to smile from you yeah it's mirroring and if isn't you it? smile less then yep. they're going to learn that less quickly and I'm yeah. not saying if your baby's not smiling by six weeks you're to blame <laughs> all I'm saying is like don't underestimate the importance of simply being happy not pretending yeah. to be happy and not pretending to be happy on social media yeah. and not being happy when everyone else is around but genuinely at your core feeling happy yeah most of the time it's a very very powerful thing and that's why I think that self-care is so important because actually it gives you it gives you back that power and you know you can only do that for yourself there's there's there are things that people can do to help you you know if if your other half is great around the house and you know you share tasks equally or if you've got shared paternity maternity leave for example but you know deep down it's it's about how you feel inside and and that's I think is really really important I mean, I think it's also you're racked by guilt and worry, aren't you? I'm sure our generation of parents is a lot more affected by guilt. I talked to my mother about this recently and I, I said to her, you know, every day I feel guilty that I'm not quite a good enough mother. I feel like I could have done something better. And very often I'll drop my kids off at school and I'll think, oh, you could have been nicer this morning. You could have been more balanced this morning. You could have not reacted in that way. And that will very much impact my day. And I was like, was it like that for you? And she's like, no, I, I just got on with it. And I don't know whether it's that she's forgotten it because yeah. I'm now 40 or whether genuinely that, that, you know, generation put less pressure on themselves. Sure. I, I think it, it, I think it's perhaps that or it, or it was perhaps more accepted. So therefore it doesn't come to the forefront so much. You know, the, I think we're of that generation where a lot of us have worked and have had successful careers um, before having children and have been in control, very independent, very strong and, you know, amazing positive features in our lives. And actually probably when you have a baby is the first time that you've been out of control and not knowing what you're doing and not able to find the answers despite the hours on Google. Um, And I think that really impacts us because the your identity shifts and you're not that kind of strong independent person anymore despite having a little being relying on your every move um and I think that's where the guilt comes from is is trying to be all things to all people and I suppose it's it's accepting that guilt is normal yeah it's not a sort of another form of guilt which means you need to change your ways like there was some really 
vital research that has has been um, very influential that was, I think was done in the 60s by a man called Donald Winnicott mm-hmm. who said it's important to be a good enough mother and that's yeah. the very best you can be yeah. because otherwise you're just racked by guilt the whole time and that will affect how good a parent you are but also how it's not particularly helpful for children to grow up in this sort of environment of complete perfection the whole time yeah. because you're not letting them develop any resilience yeah. and they're not, they're not learning how to behave and learning how to screw up and then say sorry yeah. that's so important yeah. and I think that is really really important and it's probably not what our generation is particularly good at as, as being good enough as opposed to perfect. I, I think it's quite a, a long journey to that good enough stage as well um you know I've only recently well I guess within the last couple of years my daughter's four so you know it took me kind of two years to get to that it's okay I am good enough my son's only 10 yeah I'm still not there (laughs) but I try to remind myself it's a continuum I think you're probably better at it than you are good enough at being good (laughs) enough yes exactly We also lack confidence suddenly after having a baby. This is something that I I see so frequently that women who are punchy, feisty mm-hmm. women who are confident and aren't afraid of conflict or, you know, saying what they really believe suddenly are kind of bowled down and they experience this huge lack of confidence after having a baby. Yeah. And I think that can be quite difficult to deal with, can't yeah. it, when you weren't expecting that? Well, I think, you know, certainly as I was, I think I was referring to earlier, you know, if you've had a successful career, if you've kind of known what you're doing for quite a while, um, you know, you might have done fairly well at school, you've been to university, you've got a job, you've held down a job, Um you know, all of that is a kind of tick, 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 you know what you're doing. And and even if you feel like you don't, you've got that feedback loop of, you know, uh, you know, still receiving a salary every month and your boss, you know, maybe giving you a good review or, you know, good feedback from your co-workers. If you've got a baby, there is no feedback loop. They just sort of There's don't cry. <laughs> I mean, not crying is not quite the same as someone giving you a high five and being like, yeah, you did a good job. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's all go and have a drink together and yeah. celebrate what a great week we had. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think, you know, it's 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 quite often it's the first time that you've been in that situation for such a long time. And and that's where that's where it all comes from. You're, you're kind of I remember the first night that we came back from the hospital. I literally was like, I have no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. She's crying. OK, what there was no even. OK, try this, then try this, then try this. I literally just stared at her and was like, I don't know what to do with you. Should I pick you up? Should I leave you there? Like, um, and I think it's possibly worse for us, uh, this generation, because we haven't had uh, lots of family and friends around us and close-knit villages uh, where, you know, you've seen other babies being brought up you've seen your siblings being brought up or you know your aunt had a baby and you had lots of nephews and nieces you know there's there's less kind of child group child rearing going on if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so you haven't had that experience for most of us it's the first time that we've handled a baby (laughs) since we were one um and you know so so that inexperience I think just adds to that sense of you know being a little bit lost Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And that, and it, you know, that, that loneliness too, the lack of having a mm-hmm. village means that there are few people to look out for us. Yeah. And very often when we're not okay, someone will say, are you all right? Because you don't seem yourself. And I think what very often happens is that we go from, you know, really, you know, full lives where we're meeting lots of people, we're engaging with lots of different people in different ways every day to a life that's quite isolated, mm-hmm. especially if you have a baby in the winter. Yeah. You might go out once a day. You might not go out and you might not go out for a whole week at a time, sometimes even two. And that can be quite challenging. Um, so I think that's always going to affect sort of mood and how you're then going to be with your baby. Um, and I think the other thing people, I think, feel a bit afraid about talking about this or admitting it <laughs> is that it's boring looking after a baby. I mean, it's <laughs> wonderful on the one hand, oh, engaging no, with so your baby. it's so boring. It's so boring. And I think that people feel guilty for sort of admitting that. But yeah. I don't think you should, because actually, if you're at home alone, engaging with a baby that can't communicate really with you. Yeah then of course that's going to be boring and yeah. you'd just be a human. I think you'd actually be crazy not to admit that that's boring. It, and, you know, if you think, I had a friend recently who, um, because of sort of circumstances, her boyfriend lived abroad and she had the baby here and she went and lived with her mum when she had her baby. And I was reflecting on this and I was like, she did it perfectly because yeah. she went home to her mother who she got on really well with yeah. and having her mother there allowed her to be mothered mm-hmm. so that all she needed to do was look after her baby and engage with her baby. But she also had company. Yeah. And that I think is that key thing, the whole, the whole day, you know, someone to be able to hand the baby over to or someone just to sit and have a conversation with when you're feeling a bit low which if you're on your own yeah I think humans are you know social creatures absolutely we do need and especially if your husband or your partner is out during the day 12 hours of the day it can feel so lonely we we often don't know our neighbors we've never spoken to them before yeah I think you're so right it's um a baby is a wonderful thing as you say and you know they are lovely and you know you do get that sense of wonderment that you have produced something and it's come out of your body but there's only so many times that you can think that over the course of the day (laughs) in between you know clearing up sick and trying to breastfeed and um you know changing nappies and emptying the bin full of nappies and so on um and it you know it can be really boring and I think it's really important to admit that especially if you're not in inverted commas, a baby person. Some people are absolutely fascinated by babies. Other people are just parents who happen to have a baby. And I think that's quite important to to know that that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I used to really try to schedule at least one thing in the day whether that was going out or whether it was someone coming to me or having a phone call or you know doing one thing and kind of centering the day around it so that you could focus a little bit because otherwise the days sort of roll into roll into themselves and the days roll into weeks into months and and you kind of forget to go out or you forget to talk to someone and you forget yourself and you forget how important you are and I I think it's 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 good to schedule stuff in that sense, um, both for the baby and and for you, um, because otherwise you never really get around to it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think we've made the point that it's not easy having a baby <laughs> and that women are notoriously bad at looking after themselves, even yeah. women that are told to do it yeah. and that have watched their friends and say, oh, you need to look after yourself. You know, even those women don't look after themselves enough. There's an interesting statistic that they think that as few as 15% of women who experience postnatal depression actually seek help. Yeah. It's a very difficult figure to authenticate because yeah. you don't, you know, those who's for whom postnatal depression is not diagnosed, how, how do you know about them? But it's interesting. I mean, that certainly makes sense for me in terms of observing uh, new mothers. Um, but it just shows, and that's a big major illness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so if only 15%... Are seeking help. Are seeking help. How yeah. many are not seeking help if they don't have a big illness, but just could do with a bit of love, self-care? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, they on, on the kind of baby blues end of the spectrum, it's about 80% of people who go through that as well. So, you know, even if you aren't, you know, experiencing depression itself or anxiety or any other kind of very serious mood disorders um postnatally you know even feeling a bit low is is important to recognize that you know yes it might be common but that doesn't mean it's nice to go through um and that doesn't mean that there isn't something that you can do about it but it's hard to fit that in when you're tired and when you have very little time and you can't actually put the baby down because they scream if you do. So yeah, it's, I, I can completely understand both from my own experience and also from, you know, seeing it, uh, you know, through our guests that we have on the retreats and so on, that it's a very hard thing to do. But, um, if you can prioritize it, it, it does absolute wonders for your mental health and for, for your kind of family life and your family unit as well and, and different people are going to need different amounts of self-care absolutely i mean motherhood is a very different path for every single woman that does it and what i see is that you know some babies are born and they adjust really well to life out of the uterus they find eating really easy as a result they find sleeping yeah really easy they sleep well they're happy when they wake up <laughs> and being a mother to that kind of baby is a lot easier than being a mother to the baby who actually finds eating drinking milk a real struggle and then is sort of uncomfortable afterwards and screams and as a result doesn't sleep very well which means you don't sleep very well and it means then you're both grumpy when you both wake up you know <laughs> it's a vicious circle that, isn't it <laughs> exactly that mother is not doing any less of a good job Absolutely. she's just operating different circumstances and yeah. that's something you can't anticipate it's not something you're responsible for you know you're not responsible for your baby having reflux or colic mm. but I think just to understand that if you have a baby that just finds that big adjustment and it's a massive adjustment being born if you find have a baby that finds that adjustment a little bit harder yeah just you're probably going to need a bit more self-care yeah. you probably are going to need a little bit more time for yourself in order to really enjoy the time that you're being a parent yeah absolutely and you know there's I think you mentioned earlier the whole kind of mothering the mother um about the the lady who went to stay with her mother um and I think that's really important like yes the the baby's been born but the mother has been born as well and it's a really really big adjustment and actually that period can be very tempestuous in a way um and so actually kind of equipping ourselves with the tools to deal with that is is really really important 
So I want to talk a bit about how we can actually do that. So I think yeah. we're clear <laughs> that women need to be thinking about this. But it's all very well to say in advance, yes, of course, I'll look after yourself. And then you suddenly have this baby and you think, oh, my God, you know, we don't have enough money and we don't, I can't afford help and I'm, I'm struggling. How am I actually going to do this? So, I mean, I think the difference is it's not, like I said, it's not spoiling yourself. It's not like you're suddenly becoming a princess. It's about making little tweaks in your life mm-hmm. that don't necessarily cost a great deal, mm-hmm. but just giving some thought about having a little bit more time for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I guess also reflecting on what really matters. Yeah. You know, often mothers will, their baby is dressed immaculately and they'll go shopping for clothes and it's only the baby clothes they look at, whereas they're in the same sort of old cardigan with a hole in and a bit of vomit on the shoulder. Um, <laughs> and actually... Like your baby doesn't care what it's wearing. In fact, the more simple, the better. Yeah. Um, whereas if, you know, a new outfit for you would mean that you're, you know, brighter and happier, then yeah. that's probably the better thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's about reframing it, isn't it? Um, you know, looking at the things that you do currently do for the baby and, and for other people and saying, can I steal a bit of that time back? And actually, as humans, we use and spend the things that are in front of us so if you had a hundred pounds and you were out shopping you are more than likely to spend that hundred pounds if you've put away 10 of those pounds and you only have 90 in your pocket you'll only spend 90 and it's the same with time so actually if you go okay well I'll get all of this stuff done and then I'll make the supper and then I'll do this and then I'll do the washing and then oh by the time that that that's all over then the baby will be awake so I'll then better look after the baby and you know and so it starts again if you take three minutes at the beginning of nap time and then do all of the other stuff afterwards you'll probably be able to fit it in and you will have had that little bit of time for yourself as well um I think we forget that you you know you have to put the you bit first because otherwise you'll never get around to it Mm. and that's the thing you know self-care is not booking yourself in an hour-long massage or going for the spa for the day it can be as little as taking three minutes a couple of times a day just to breathe or to look at something funny or to read a short little article about something or you know, even just to use one of those apps for sort of meditating yeah. or could you be honest, watching a couple of funny videos on yeah. Instagram, <laughs> it doesn't need to be this sort of worthy meditation, just no. something that's for you rather yeah. than, you know, for everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that I think is uh, a bit of a game changer is write down a list of five things that you really, really enjoy doing, um, whether that's in the house or outside of the house. And then add up the time that you can make for yourself over the course of the day. So say three minutes per nap and look at that list of five things and see what you can fit in. And if it's, you know, I really like to do a little bit of yoga and you're signed off for that and you're rehabbed and everything, then, you know, adding up those three minutes, how much yoga can you get in over the course of the day? Whether it's, you know, little movement snacks, you know, little micro bites of yoga, for example, or fitness, um, or, you know, actually, is it five lots of three minutes? So therefore, you know, you can take 15 minutes at the beginning of the day and, and make sure that you get that time in for yourself. It's, it sounds a bit silly writing it down and kind of, you know, thinking about it on such a practical level. But if you don't schedule it in, I know that it doesn't happen because it gets pushed further and further down the list. Um, and actually, you should be at the top of the list. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned yoga. Exercise is really important for us. Yeah. And 
you know, postnatally, we've got to get strong again as yeah. women. Um, we've got to be stronger than ever because our babies are only going to get heavier yeah. and they're more mobile yeah. and then fall off climbing frames and <laughs> race across the road on their scooters. And so it's actually, I always think about it as like, you think about being a mother as your own Olympics. Yeah. Because like you never, <laughs> you've got to be so fit and strong and healthy. Um, and, um, and, and actually from a mental health point of view, there is good research to show that regular exercise for an hour, I think three times a week or half an hour, three times a week is yeah. as effective as a low course of uh, antidepressants, yeah, low dose absolutely. of antidepressants. You know, and that doesn't need to be an exercise class. That could also be a brisk walk with your baby in the buggy. Absolutely. But it's prioritizing that. And even if it's pouring with rain outside, putting on a big coat or getting in the shower afterwards because you're hot and sweaty and wet. That's actually great. Um, and, you know, bundling your baby up and just doing that. Babies are happy, tend to be happy on the move, aren't they? Yeah. Just getting out whatever yeah. for a little bit of time. I just had like a really bad back and I couldn't do any exercise. And you know what? I, I was such a grouchy old girl <laughs> to my family because I just wasn't having that exercise. Yeah, yeah. I really noticed the difference in me as, yeah. as a person, as a nightmare. And, and I think it's interesting you mentioned, you know, like if it's if it's rainy or if you've got a winter baby or, or whatever, it, it's a, it's a, it is a bit of a hurdle to get over to actually leave the house when it is miserable outside and grey and maybe snowing. If you make yourself do it and you come back five minutes later, that's that's a win. That's not, oh my gosh, I haven't had time to do it. I'm even worse as a parent. I may as well not have bothered. You've got out of the house and you've done it for five minutes. And actually, how amazing is it when you get back in the house and it's all lovely and warm and, you know, as you say, you, you, you might hop in the shower and, and feel lovely. Have a bath afterwards. with your baby. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, I think the other thing about exercise that's really important is that, you know, we don't realise a lot of the time how much our bodies have changed to accommodate a baby inside us and, you know, our stomachs have, uh, our bellies have stretched and our skin has stretched and our muscles have moved to accommodate, you know, quite a big lump inside us. Um, and all of that rehabilitation work that's needed is something that we don't really address we kind of assume that we will um, recover by ourselves and and that is true of some people but other people need a little bit more help and I think that's important to to note about exercise as well is kind of you know doing the stuff that's right for you and right for your body and stuff that's going to heal you and make you stronger and you know really help you embrace this new stage of of your life and, and embrace uh, help you embrace motherhood because you know there's so much I think quite dangerous language about bouncing back and snapping back and losing your baby belly and it's and I just think that's that's such a horrible way to think about it you've created a life you're amazing <laughs> you know give yourself a pat on the back you are better now than you were before um it's not a question of getting back to something it's about building the strength for this new phase in your life and you know you're amazing um but it might take more rehabilitation it might take going to see a women's health physio it definitely takes getting the right exercise advice from a trained professional mm. because there is so much out there that points people in the wrong direction these days you know I've heard stories about um, people going to buggy fit classes and you know people who are kind of six weeks postnatal doing star jumps and then thinking oh my god why have I wet myself well you know probably because your pelvic floor isn't rehabilitated um but all of that to say that that has a real impact on your mental health as well, because if you don't think that your body's working properly, it's totally not your fault because you haven't rehabilitated it. But it does, you know, it, it, it really negatively impacts your mental health if you think that 
you're not okay you know that, that your body's not doing what you want it to do mm. um so yeah I, I think there's there's kind of two sides of and it. you know I think it's really important to get professional advice but mm. once you've got that professional advice it's so much easier today to fit that into your lifestyle Definitely. you know I was just looking at an app I've got on my phone and I did I usually do a 28 minute workout there's actually five and ten minute workouts on there amazing and actually you can just do something, even yeah. if it's five minutes of yeah. lunges. Yeah. You know, that over time is going to make the world of difference. Absolutely. So, you know, even if it's a little bit, don't think, oh, because I haven't been able to get to the gym for an hour, I can't do anything. Do what you can because yeah. any amount of exercise and strengthening and pelvic floor exercise you do is going to be super beneficial. Absolutely. Um, eating is the other big thing and mm-hmm. eating affects us massively. It's our fuel. And what tends to happen just at the time when we need the most fuel, the best food, and you know the best quality fuel because we don't practice self-care we're thinking about the baby but we're not we're eating really rubbish and you know to put it into perspective you don't actually need many more calories when you're pregnant in fact any at all until your last trimester when it's about 100 and but if you're breastfeeding you need up to 700 extra calories a day Mm. and ideally that's not 700 extra calories in hobnobs it's you know (laughs) ideally but but somehow it it happens it does because you just don't have time to cook even if you're a really enthusiastic cook beforehand you just you don't have the time or the energy or quite frankly the inclination to do anything apart from get some pasta out the cupboard and you know put some pesto on it yeah absolutely I think that's it's such a tricky one because you know quite a lot of people batch cook before the birth um and so they've got a stock of really lovely meals in the freezer there's only so much food you can fit in your freezer that's probably going to last you maybe two three weeks max um so then what do you do after that um and it is it's really hard to fit that in I think batch cooking itself is a is a real win because if you can carve out that one or two hours on a Sunday perhaps when your other half is in or perhaps even your your other half is the one that does the batch cooking on a Sunday when he's not at work um you know that then sets you up for the week and if you can kind of fill your freezer um or fill your fridge or both um that really helps because actually you you know taking out the difficulties to eating healthily and taking out the extra steps I think is is the real key um you know you you mentioned time and tiredness and they're the biggest factors um to to eating healthily and you know there are a lot of nods to bath cooking now there's a lot of talk about it you know I was listening to Madeline Shaw yesterday she was going on you know there's lots of these sort of bloggers and um cooks who Mm -hmm. you know are great at saying this is an idea for batch cooking this is how you can do it really easily so there's lots of you know there's lots of inspiration out Mm -hmm. there it's about filling your cupboard with the right ingredients ingredients Um, and actually one of the things I would recommend that every mother does is forget going to the supermarket get organized and do an online shop if you're listening to this and you're not doing it please 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 (laughs) don't waste time in the supermarket what can take you half a day could take you three minutes while you're sitting on the loo in peace yeah it's like for me the Ocado app was just a life changer it's a game changer and also it means that you can make proper decisions because if you go to the supermarket you're probably distracted you're tired you're faced with a whole shelf of healthy stuff but actually you know that chocolate bar down there is on offer so why don't I get that as well um and it's you know it's really hard to make clever decisions in in that kind of environment um so I'm a massive advocate for online shopping as well I also 
guaranteed spend three times more in a supermarket than I do on my normal shop. Um, So always, always always, without bunch of stuff in your school cupboard and never gets eaten. But actually, there are a lot of recipes on those um, on those apps, so you can search for some recipes in one click, and all the all the ingredients are added. And again, you know, cooking double and then sticking some in the freezer for for a rainy day. Definitely, but I also think just keeping it simple. um, You know, adding an extra portion of vegetables to whatever it is you're making if it's a spaghetti bolognese okay fine yet you know it's normally got uh carrot and celery in and so on put something else in as well put some courgettes in put some broccoli in Mm. um okay it's probably not you know the the traditional and uh the traditional way of doing it um but does it matter no because you've got all of those extra for me frozen peas are the kind of crucial because they taste delicious (laughs) and they're just always there in the freezer so yeah i just put loads of peas in frozen spinach yeah frozen Frozen spinach spinach is a great one yeah really really well (laughs) um you you talk a bit on your course and you've I've heard you write about the importance of finding your self sense of self mm. and calmness which you know we all think we're going to be really serene calm mothers and very often <laughs> that is just not the case and you're a bit grumpy and crotchety um but that's really important thing to do isn't it how how would you go about doing that I mean that's a great sort of a piece of advice to give but how exactly does that work in day-to-day life I think it's different for everyone um the the you referred earlier to the whole kind of good enough movement and I think that's a really big part of it for me um the sense of self thing I think is you don't quite know what kind of mother you're going to be um when you're pregnant and even after the birth it takes you a while to settle into that routine and and find out where your lines are We're, we're you know there are hundreds of different types of mothers and you know we're all unique and we're all individual and it can take time to to find where you are on that spectrum um I think that's really important um the other thing I think is around your relationship if you are with the father of your child I think that's a really important one as well you're a unit you're a team and actually remembering how how important that relationship is because that was the one that existed before the baby came along that's the reason for the yeah, baby exactly remembering that I think is really important as well and that can help you bring um you, you know bring to life some of that love which is different to a mother's love um and gives you a little bit more of that kind of well-rounded feeling um and a sense of of your identity uh, you know remembering your identity before you were a mom as well I mean, mindfulness really helped me. And I was never a meditator. It, I really was not. I'm quite an impatient person. I quite like to <laughs> multitask. I like stuff to do. I'm yeah. not very good at being patient and calm. But actually, after my I, my third um, child was stillborn, and after that, I definitely found just having like five minutes a day yeah. of breathing and being alone in my thoughts, which is not what I thought I needed, yeah. it just made me more calm. And I would really notice the difference between the days that I did it yeah. and the days that I didn't do it yeah and five minutes is achievable actually setting your alarm for five in that you know they say it's most effective if it's done at the beginning of the day because it then it, it Sets affects the your tone. whole day yeah. um and actually setting your alarm for half an hour 
before you know you need to wake up before your baby's going to wake up it might yeah. feel excruciating because you're so tired but actually starting <laughs> that day off with half an hour to yourself so that you can have a cup of tea you can do some mindfulness if that's what you want to do you could do some exercise you could just read yeah. the mail online but at least it's your time um <laughs> you know it could be sort of whatever but I think having a little bit of time for yourself in the day is 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 really really important yeah definitely carving that out and I think um you know as as we've been as we've mentioned you know three minutes two minutes five ten twenty half an hour um all of that makes such a big difference it's so worth it and building it into your routine I think as you as you alluded to there um for example what's one thing that you do absolutely every day every morning probably brushing your teeth okay so do it do whatever it is straight after you brush your teeth and then you're more likely to remember as well so if it's 10 deep breaths in and out or if it's you know you've brushed your teeth you put your toothbrush down you're probably next to a mirror some some lovely affirmations that really work for you I am a good enough mother um I I am enough all of that can really help to you know set the tone and especially with affirmations for example the more you do them the more you start to believe them the more that really helps the way that you approach life um, and, you know, your self-confidence and, and your sense of self with that. Well, we all know how powerful it is to be given a compliment. Yeah. And that's basically giving yourself a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <or> ten. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've recently, well, probably in the last year started doing is last thing at night, I write down all the great things that happen during my day. And oh. someday, I'm not, I'm not saying I lead this amazing life every single day. Sometimes it might be... A, oh that chocolate chip cookie I had in the afternoon was so good or very often it's something that my kids have said to me that's just might be hilarious or something you know sometimes they're really profound amazing things and sometimes they're just normal things that just made me feel a little happy and I think that's a really nice way to end your day just looking back on your day and writing down and cementing therefore in your brain Mm. the good things and even if it's one little inconsequential good thing that's a really good way to end your day but then when you wake up in the day thinking about what you're looking forward to. And that might just be the end of the day. (laughs) It might be, you know, I'm going to try and, you know, watch the next, you know, episode of Fleabag or whatever you're watching. Yeah. Um, Just thinking, or even I bought myself some new shoes. I can't wait to wear them. Yeah. Um, Something. And I think, again, that sort of sets you up. That beginning and end of the day are such sort of sacred times. And actually that little journal I have, and it's literally just an old notebook that I found. Yeah. I love it because I've recorded things that I would have forgotten that made me really happy. And I actually get as much joy from reading through these kind of funny little things or sweet little things that people did or said to me um, as much as the kind of uh, act of writing it down. Yeah, I think it's really important that, you know, the two things that we've mentioned there are about making it a little bit more concrete. So saying something out loud rather than just in your head is makes it more real and writing something down. A, makes it more real, but then you can read it back, which, you know, again, kind of underlines it and and affirms it. So I think it's about, you know, I think we all know in theory, if you were to ask us, are you a good enough parent? We'd be like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But actually, we don't really believe it for ourselves. We say it to other people, but we don't really believe it to ourselves. So um, 
making underlining that for ourselves and and you know writing it down makes it more real um and it sounds like that you know that's something that's worked really well for you and that's a a really lovely thing to do yeah you mentioned the importance of engaging with your partner Mm. and I think this is really important because actually it's not just the mums that need self-care it's the dads too this is a really you know fraught and exhausting time for any parent looking Mm. after a new baby I mean typically what happens is that the father tends to go back to work a little bit sooner and yeah, as much as you might not think it's the case, going back to work is a holiday compared to looking after, especially <laughs> a child that finds life a bit more tricky. Yeah. Um, and I think both of you need a little bit of, of self-care, and but also time together. A re- your relationship needs a bit of uh, self-care. Definitely. Um, and, you know, it's the most re- important relationship you have probably and I know that's a bit controversial because people will be like well what about the relationship you have with your child (laughs) that is super important and they rely on you 100% but but it's different it's a different relationship Mm. and also you want them to go off and be their own person and fall in love and have their own relationship I'm not saying you can only have one relationship but ultimately in an ideal world 20 30 40 years time you're still mm. together with your partner whereas your child your child will have gone off and built a family of their own doesn't mean you won't have any contact with them but you won't be their world mm-hmm. and your partner ideally would be yeah. um <laughs> and, and that relationship is the most relation important relationship in your child's world too yeah. you know God, i remember i had a horse when I was little and my, when me and my sisters our ponies fought it was just heartbreaking we were like but we love them so much and how can they fight um and I do think that parent you know children hate the idea of their parents yeah. fighting it's such a you know my mother grew up in a household where there was so much fighting and she said that defined her childhood mm-hmm. um so taking a bit of time and looking investing in each other and looking at your relationship is probably going to be time really really well spent isn't it yeah definitely I think you know we see babysitting or childcare as a real treat and you know it is an extra expense um, if you have to pay for it if you're not lucky enough to have family around or friends that you can rely on but for me and for most of the people that we've seen it's really worth it um because you get that time with yourself and you know let's face it at the beginning if it's within the first three months or even within the first year you're probably going to go to dinner and just spend the whole time looking at pictures on your phone anyway but at least you've done it at least you've semi-engaged with each other and you've kind of remembered that you're normal people too you're not just uh you know a milk making machine or a a baby changing machine (laughs) um which it can feel like when you know you've got this new thing that you don't know what to do with and it's kind of taken over your lives really um so I think you know having date night in the diary whether it's once a month or if you're lucky enough for it to be once a week or if it's just once every two months a week and you're not going out you know that just to have dinner and like maybe as a mum just like change change (laughs) your clothes (laughs) change out of your puked on mummy clothes even if it's just changing your top yeah and maybe put on a bit of blush just you know that act of thinking I'm just going to take two minutes yeah to think about me and change and then you suddenly feel a bit more sexy again and your partner will have noticed it you know there's just that act of celebrating you You. and thinking about you rather than everyone else yeah definitely and I think there's so much power in as you say you know you being happy and you and your partner being happy together and what that models for your kids as well um you know it really impacts how they feel about themselves and how secure they feel and I'm not saying you know god you're a terrible parent if you fight sometimes with your other half because we do all the time 
but we resolve it and you know our message is always yes we might fight but we always love each other and whatever happens we always love you like it might be a fight but that doesn't mean that we feel any differently about you Mm. and I think that that's quite powerful because I'm not sure that I had that to that extent when I was growing up and it it does impact you Mm. yeah well, it's been so great talking to you. I think that's been, uh, hopefully our listeners will think, yes, I need to think more about myself. <laughs> Tell me, Cleo, so you run these um, retreats, postnatal yep. retreats. And what was the idea sure. behind them? Ah, uh, well, I mean, it, it sort of stems from all of what our conversation has been about, really. I, I had my daughter about uh, four and a half years ago. I found it very 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 difficult it was a I refer to it as a bit of a car crash time in my life um I didn't have a great pregnancy or or, or it, was, it was fine I didn't have that many complications but I absolutely hated it um the kind of feeling of something sort of taking over my body I suppose I just wasn't very prepared for I appreciate that I was very lucky um you know to be pregnant but it, I struggled with it mentally um I then had quite a traumatic birth and then I had a little bit of postnatal depression afterwards we really struggled to breastfeed um for about three or four weeks um which as you know three or four weeks when you're struggling to breastfeed is a really long time <laughs> and you just felt without that community you yeah needed. well I did yeah and I just was so at sea I suppose with who I was supposed to be what I was supposed to be doing not knowing what I was doing lack of identity you know everything has changed and you just don't know where you are um I felt like I had lost touch with my body um it had changed and I didn't really know how to heal it I wasn't feeling as strong as I had been before and independent you know physically and mentally um, and I just really wanted to go on a retreat and be able to to bring Delphi because I was still feeding at that point. Um, and, you know, I wasn't ready to leave her yet, but I was looking and looking and looking for a, a postnatal postnatally suitable retreats that I could bring my baby on and and there wasn't one um and I also wanted my husband to come as well because he was desperate to spend more time with our daughter I was desperate for him to spend more time with (laughs) with our daughter so these Um, are weeks out of London are they where it's just like parent focused on sort of recovery and enriching relationships absolutely it's uh so we do them in France and in Morocco and then we have shorter breaks in the UK as well um and yeah it's a week where you can kind of come back to yourself you know you can come up for air you put your head above the parapet and breathe <laughs> it's in the name um and it's around you know it's about focusing on you as parents rather than as in relation to a baby mm. um and so much of the the first early years are about the health of the baby you know how the baby's doing um and actually not much of it is about you as parents and you know going right back to the beginning where we started our conversation if you're not feeling great as parents how can you be good parents um and so that was really what I wanted it to be about was you know a postnatal thing that was for parents rather than for the Mm. baby Mm. um and it's a great idea because I remember you know early holidays with your kids when you're the baby you you kind of look forward to this holiday and you realize very quickly it's nothing like a holiday (laughs) it's basically taking your baby and you out of your comfort zone without all the stuff that you've become to increasingly rely on and going elsewhere for a week and having to factor in flights or journeys or time change and that can be in itself really really stressful so actually to go somewhere where the family is at its heart 
start um, to retreat from the world yeah. is actually sounds like the perfect thing. So, yeah. Well, oh, thanks well, for I, setting up. That was amazing. Thank, I wish you'd been around <laughs> when my you. children were little. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I, I think, uh, you know, that's definitely something that people find in us. We're actually, we're often the first holiday that a family has been on. Um, and that's partly for the self-care aspect, but it's also partly for the, actually we get it mm. we're parents We've well often you feel very judged in a public space yeah. with a baby especially where when you're with kind of other people and you're like oh god the baby's screaming on the plane and it's just so unfair because life is so hard yeah um, so actually to be in a place <laughs> where you your role as parents is cherished rather than judged yeah. is, has got to be just perfect absolutely well hopefully Hopefully so the that's retreat's called And Breathe. Yep. And um, where, where can our listeners find out more about that? So our website is andbreathepostnatal.com. It's A-N-D, yeah? Yep, yeah, andbreathepostnatal.com. And um, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Okay. Um, and the handle is at andbreathepostnatal. So all the same everywhere you go, oh, hopefully. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming along here. You are welcome. So great to chat to you. Um, thank you all for downloading another episode of The Parenthood. Don't forget forget to subscribe rate and review us it's something we're really grateful for as it helps boost us in the itunes charts and helps new listeners find us you can follow me on instagram i'm at marina.fogel on there you can see what i'm recording next and let me know too what you want to hear next i've had some great ideas from all of you but in the meantime from cleo and me thanks for listening and goodbye and please don't forget to look after yourselves goodbye Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.